Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited to be back with you in the year 2024. Hey, we're so excited because we feel like the beginning of the year deserves something special. Yes. Because if you're like us, we're slightly afraid (laughs) for what's coming. (laughs) Brace. So we have invited a very special guest onto the podcast today. We want to introduce you to Shauna Sullivan. Hello, everyone. And I knew Shauna when she was in high school. What? Whoop. So mm-hmm. I mistakenly call her by her main name many times. We go way back. Way back. Pre-marriage days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that real? How did you know her when she was Because I'm school? old, Kate. Because I'm really old. That's what it means. Wait, she was in the youth group? Yes, student ministry. Yeah, Rebecca was a, an intern. And yeah. just dating yes, Greg. Yes, just dating Greg, because you were the very you were the very beginning of my stint. So. I was graduating. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. Listen. I didn't know that. Well, That's I didn't exciting. know how, because we, we were in a text group for those listening, and I was like, well, how do you know her maiden name? Okay, well, that answers that question for me. But, do you guys still think of people with their maiden name? Oh, and for then, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's still saved in my phone that way, because when they get married, I don't change it. Yeah. So I just, that's how I know you. Yeah. But anyway, we're so excited to have Shauna with us today. She is the co-founder of First Things First Ministries with her husband, David, and they love to help people do what we need in the new year, which is spend your money wisely, be generous, and manage your time for the glory of God. Yes. Let's sounds go. a little overwhelming. Man, if we can <laughs> get sounds those, like a lot, doesn't it? We get those things right. I don't even know. You just, yeah. Check. Jesus, come back. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Y'all, but she also homeschools, so that just puts her in a whole other echelon of motherhood. Or of crazy. One of the two. Yes, one of the two. But for those of us that don't homeschool, we're like, oh, for sure. You're amazing. I like to say I'm a hybrid mom, not a homeschool mom, because as your kids get older, they're doing a lot more on their own. Yeah. So I do think we need to set the record straight. (laughs) It's not all me. So thanks be to God for that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm a hybrid. They have teachers and they have some classes. Okay. And then I do the majority of the things at home and just make sure they're on track. Okay. Well, that feels more manageable. It's more manageable. How old are the kiddos? So I have four and the oldest is 16. Then I have a 13, an 11, and then an eight-year-old. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Keeping it real. Still working on reading and, you know, all the things. Yeah. And then the 16-year-old is like, are you going to be home today? Am I going to see you today? Okay. So, you okay. know, we're in, we're in both phases yeah. of life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in, I'm similar because I have my, my feet in both camps. I've got an elementary kid and a high school kid. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I get that. Me too. High school. I'm graduating one this year. So it feels very <laughs> odd to be like, you're leaving and she's staying for yeah. a very long time. <laughs> very long time. And I tell moms all the time, I'm like, I know there are some moms that are real weepy about their kid graduating, but I have two more to go. So I'm like, you yeah. know, I've still got stuff to do. It's all right. You need to go somewhere else for a little while. I'll see you. Yeah, that's right. We'll see how I feel in May. But we wanted to start off the year because when I think about the new year, I feel very overwhelmed because everybody has a word (laughs) and everybody has a resolution. I do not have a word. I have no resolution. We have nothing. Can we just set the people free that like, I 
I actually am planning to circle around on that this coming weekend and like carve out some time to reflect and think about the new year. But y'all, we out here in the middle of January and I haven't done it yet. That's right. So can we just set the captives free? (laughs) This does not have to be done Jan 1. That's right. No, it does not. I also think you can revisit and change this. And I always say, this is not just a Jesus answer. There is not power in a word. There is power in the word. So when you can't come up with a word, just go to the word and find a verse that like will help you this year. We're going to talk about that. Okay, let's go. So kind of our topic today is what's a mom to do in the new year? Like when we're thinking about the new year, it's got 12 whole months. What's a mom to do? Because I can't just be stuck on January. I have to think through what is sustainable for Mm -hmm. the year and what's beneficial for my family. Like the whole goal is to have a healthy year, Mm -hmm. not like, I don't know what else, but that's our goal. Mm -hmm. So Shauna has come up with something called the seven do's and don'ts to, what was the end of it? Well, just for your time and money in the new year, because I do think we can have a lot of different goals, but if you don't know how you want to manage your time around that, then you don't know how you can really accomplish that goal or mm-hmm. money is really behind each decision we make, yeah. right? Even the vacations or the clothes or our next school activity or extracurricular activity. So what we don't realize is the time and money really forms a foundation behind all of these goals and decisions we're making. So these do's and don'ts are really just not to be law over you. It's not an extra thing, but it's more of just like tips and and tricks really of how can we focus our intentions for the new year around those two areas. I think that's great. And that feels manageable to me. Like, cause sometimes I feel like when you set those resolutions or that word, you like everything has to fit around that. And so I just feel kind of locked into a box. Mm -hmm. I want to be free if God changes things in May to like go that direction But if I have some principles in place, then I can follow God wherever he goes and still be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's right. So we're going to cover just a few of them today, highlight them, let Shauna talk about them, and then we're going to point you guys to her website and her info so you can go catch the rest because they're so good. You're going to know all seven. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I pulled out a few that I really liked. The first one I did was do find your filter and don't say yes to every good thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's just Gosh, hang. can we just let's just hang there let for a little marinate. bit? <laughs> well, here's the thing. So it kind of goes off our word of the year situation, right? You don't need to have a word, but what is the purpose of a filter? So I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna talk about coffee starting off, right? Love it. Okay, think about a coffee filter, right? It is literally there to just keep those grounds from getting inside your drink, right? right. So it will taste good. Yeah. We don't we don't want coffee grounds in our drink. Right. So when I think about a filter for us as moms throughout the new year, it is literally, what is that uh, filter going to be for you before you say yes, before you say no? Um, I think that so many times it's the good things that are confusing. Mm -hmm. The bad things for us are more clear, right? right? We know that, okay, this hasn't served us well in the past. We're not going there again. But it's all the good things. And so finding your filter can be a number of different things. But for me, I found having like three to five just core values. I'm going to say values rather than goals because goals are going to change. I think your values become really Mm -hmm. like anchor points for your family. That's great. And really don't even go to five. Just think of three. Oh, I love that. That feels so free. I mean, really, if we say, what do you want to instill in your children before they launch? You're going to have 2,500 things. Yeah. 
But if you can just think of three big umbrellas of like, how, how do all these things fit? So for example, our family, it's love Jesus, live generously, celebrate often. Like those are the three oh, things, great. right? Yes. You can, you can copy them. It is literally just these umbrellas for us. And so then when opportunities come up, it's like, does this, does this help us live according to these three values? It also gives us freedom of like, wait, how are you guys going out for a fun dinner tonight? Like on a Thursday night? Well, for us, if that's celebrating something in our family, there is freedom and joy and saying, go enjoy a fun meal, go spend some money on that because that's what is important to you. So I think you can think of it as these three um, overarching core values. You can think of it as words or like we want to be a family of hospitality we want to rest we want to be resilient and so then you think okay these opportunities that come up with our kids do we want to sign up for five sports right activities knowing that there's no time for us to be hospitable and have anyone in our home well then maybe we should say no to four of those and maybe just say hey Every child can have one. So I want to just give you some ideas of how do these values help form a filter for your yeses and nos throughout the whole year. And over time, it is like a muscle. And Mm -hmm. it will Mm -hmm. just become more routine where those good things will come up. Maybe it's a birthday party. Maybe it's, you know, it could be a, maybe it is a trip or a retreat. Honestly, this is the time. There's a lot of women's retreats or Mm -hmm. take this class or go and this thing. Okay. Does that help you fill in those, um, you know, those values for your family? And if it doesn't, choose one, say no, and feel freedom That's right. and peace. That's great. Well, and when you were talking about the filters, so I, we, here on the podcast, we love to let people know that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you are welcome here mm-hmm. because we are moms and so we are a community. But I also think as those of us that are believers, one of the filters we have to have in our life is church. And I love student ministry so much. I have teenagers. And one of the things that you said it that I feel like gets put on the back burner because Mm -hmm. of activities and yeses is church and being involved. What would you say to a family, just like what you said with five sports, four clubs, three, you know, where does church as a filter fit into that? Yeah, you know, I think you can see church as a filter or you can see it under this umbrella of love Jesus or spiritual development. It's kind of this umbrella. Church is for, I mean, first and foremost, right? To usher our hearts to focus on the Lord and and to even, um, but I think of it as also like connection. I think mm-hmm. of it as community. Mm-hmm. I think of it as accountability. And so when you think of, of church's filter, I mean, to me, that is, that's covering a lot of bases for your family that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was talking with a sixth grader last night and, you know, she's like, my family doesn't really have time to come to church that often, but I know that I need it. And I mm, think sometimes wow. we don't even realize our kids need that yeah. maybe more than those other four activities. And so I would just say um, you're, you're going to need a, a deeper anchor and motivation to keep church at the forefront. Yes, If yes, it's yes. just attending if it's just that check the box service, I think you're going to miss all the other layers and benefits and fruit for your family, right? We want to have fruitful families. When I look at a filter for our family, I think about what fruit is produced by it. So if we're going to commit to these activities, 
what fruit does that look like for our family in a given week? Do we have time to connect? Do we have time to see each other? Do we have time to even eat one meal at home? Are we Uh always on the go? So with church, think about the fruit that comes from that. It is also connection, not just with God, but also with others that I think we're deeply hungry for. Well, and that's where I would love moms just to give you an encouragement because one of the things I hear from kids and teenagers all the time that don't want to go to church is I don't feel like I fit in. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a group and I don't. And the thing that my husband and I keep talking about is that as a parent, sometimes you have to push a little harder to get your kid going regularly because as soon as they hit like multiple times in a row, they start to feel connected because they're seeing the same people. A leader knows their name. And so if your kid's pushing back saying, I don't want to go because I don't know anyone sometimes it's asking them to do a hard thing Mm -hmm. and saying we're going to go because this is important for community for connection Mm -hmm. don't just say oh you're right let's not go come on mom you can do this because I feel the same way when I don't go to church for a couple weeks and then I show up I'm like well I don't see anybody I know well it's because I haven't been here Mm -hmm. well and it'll serve them their whole life because you know if we can teach them how to be resilient in those moments there will come a time when they go to college or they're off living on their own and they have to go find a church themselves. And if they already know, hey, I can do this, I can walk into a room and find community, then that's just one more um, weapon they have in their belt where the enemy, you know, they're going to get to college and the enemy's going to be like, you don't know anyone, you don't know where to go, you don't know this church. Right. Um, and they they have a weapon to fight back and say, no, I, I've, I've, I've done this. Yes. And I've mm-hmm. seen how it works. And I know I need to be a part of this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Next one that I pulled out from your list was do celebrate your limitations and don't use comparison as a measure of success. Yes. Welcome to the world of comparison. Oh, guys, it is so easy for me in particular to focus on my limitations. As a young mom, it was like, if I just had more help, Mm -hmm. if I had more money if I had more freedom if I had right if I just had one hour of freedom yeah um I think that over the years I've learned to celebrate those limitations and seeing them as loving lines drawn around me in that season from a loving father Mm -hmm. right we it's helpful to view our limitations in light of God um so the two areas I think moms compare the most are our performance Mm mm-hmm Yes. How we doing? How we looking? Yeah. What what we've got, mm-hmm. what our kids have, oh, right? Yes. Versus others, but then also I think our resources. Like what do oh, we have to sure. work with? Yeah. Oh, yes. And so it's not just what your house looks like, it's oh, you have this kind of house, right? Yes. Or um I so I do think thinking about it in those two umbrellas, those have been the biggest areas of comparison for me over the years. Um I think about, I think it's in numbers. I don't know if anybody's been reading numbers lately, but I mean, you look at how God lovingly tells the Israelites, like, here are your boundaries. Yes. You're entering the promised land. Uh-huh. Yes. And yet you still have boundaries for your family. This is where you will reside. Yes. These are your boundaries, right? Yeah. And then in Proverbs, I think it's chapter 16, it taught, he says literally like the boundaries for me have fallen in pleasant places. Yes. Uh-huh. And so if we could have that mindset this year, that our limitations may Maybe it's our time. Maybe it's our health. Yeah. Right. Um, Maybe it is money and financial resources. Maybe it's just help. Some of us may have family nearby for the first 10 plus years of being a mom for me. I lived in New York. I was 1400 miles away from, from family, Mm -hmm. from free help. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's 
it's hard. It's it, you envy those that just have a babysitter mm-hmm. or a nanny or a family member that can come and watch your kids any day. Now I'm in a different season and I have more help. I also have more margin. So those seasons of motherhood, right, where you don't have that margin. And so what does it look like to trust God's loving boundaries are placed around you in this season? I think also limitations can be a conduit for intimacy with the father because we don't, we don't typically find ourselves as dependent on God when we got it all going on. Yes. Yeah. And when we're in moments of abundance or when our bellies feel full and we feel satisfied with the earthly things, we're not as hungry for God. Yeah. And so I'm constantly aware of when God sees fit to place more limitations on me in any of those categories, I think, okay, Lord, this is you inviting me into more intimacy and more dependency on you. That's beautiful. Well, I I love that because I just think, was it uh, accept your limitations? What was the language? Don't, or do celebrate celebrate your limitations. Okay, wow, that's even more. Yes. I just think as a culture, we just do not like limitations. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, I think that goes to our individualistic society, mm-hmm. um, especially here in America, that we, you know, we want what we want, all of it, right away. Um, but when we look to the biblical model, that's not how our God works. And I really love, Shauna, that you brought that up, because that's how we kicked off this season that we're in, was mm-hmm. embracing where we are and releasing expectations that aren't ours for this season because mm-hmm. there's just so much freedom in realizing what you have available to you right now and what is not yours for this moment yes. you know um it you know because it's like it's like walking outside and you know it's like 30 degrees outside right now and walking out there in a bathing suit and expecting that like that's gonna work no that's not the season we're in literally Right. You know, you have to dress for the season you're in and you have to, you know, wisely walk in the season that you're in. So I got chills when you said that because I've never thought of my limitations as pleasant. Yeah. Mm. And so the idea that a loving father would give me limitations because it's going to create a pleasant environment for me. Like you think of a limitation as a negative. Right. But you just painted it as a positive. And what a beautiful way to flip your perspective for this year and go, instead of seeing it as a negative, God, what are you keeping me from? What are you almost saving me from by setting these borders around me? Yeah. And guys, this is not something in our flesh like that becomes natural, Yes, right? Because we naturally will feel envious or jealous or maybe even bitterness. Mm -hmm. I know for me, it has turned into bitterness in some seasons. Yeah. And I'm going to quote Jackie Hill Perry. So she wrote a new devotion that I have been loving called Upon Waking. Okay. And she says this, um, in order to help combat jealousy, that we can enter into rhythms of prayerful petitions. So it's that Matthew, like ask, seek, knock kind of mentality. Continue to prayerfully petition God on behalf of of what he's laid on your heart, of those areas you're feeling jealous of or you feel a lack of, go ahead and petition the Father. But this is what I love. She says, just in case you do ask and you don't receive, consider it as protection. Oh, yes. Because there are some things God has withheld because of what was a blessing for others might be a curse for you. Mm. And guys, I'm telling you, I have written that down for this year because I'll say too, um, I'm going to speak really vulnerably, right? Last year, financially, was not a stressful year for our family. Mm -hmm. This year, 
it is, there's some things that have shifted for us and it is, it's financially like, we're just going to have to really put some faith in our financial area because there is less than there was last year. And, um, my husband's an investor. It rides on a lot of different things that are outside of our control. And I just say that vulnerably because just because you've experienced abundance in one area for one season, doesn't mean that there won't be lack in another season. And it's this constant big picture mentality that God is faithful in each season. And I just love how Jackie, I call her Jackie, you know, um, (laughs) I just love how she is literally like, Hey, if you don't have that, consider that as protection for you, that that may not go well for you. Wow. I love that. What a good word for our kids too. When our kids don't get something or don't make something or Mm. to be able to say, you know, it may just be that God understands that that would not be good for you, but it might be okay for the other kid because you need to be able to celebrate what's happening good in other people's lives too. What a lesson to learn that early just to have that perspective as we grow. It's not going to ever go away, Uh but having that perspective, I think, just serves our all of us yes (laughs) right yeah so so good okay Mm -hmm. the last one I pulled out was do stay awake don't get distracted okay so this one is uh special to me because I am jokingly saying that Jesus is coming back in the year 2024 oh let's go Becca (laughs) you know I I call out you know Super Bowl winners and new trends and so you know great you heard it here first Pathetic. Um, but I do my spirit feels this sense of urgency towards the things of God right now because of the way our world is. And so when you wrote that, it Mm -hmm. just immediately struck me because I thought I want to be comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. I am not awake. And so this whole idea of staying awake and not being distracted, I think it's got, you know, spiritual implications too. But what would you say as far as that and the practical for moms? Yeah. You know, it's funny, this particular passage, it's in Luke. Um, I was preparing, I had been invited to speak at a local high school for like fellowship of Christian athletes. And I was just praying like, God, what, what can I say to encourage these high school students? Right. And he laid this, this section I had just read. It was Luke chapter 21. It's talking about Jesus coming back. And it talks about, right. There's, there's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's earthquakes. And I'm telling you last fall, we had all those things, right. We're still having them. Uh And so that discussion, especially in Christian circles was like, Hey, what are we supposed to do? Uh So in verse uh, 34, it says, watch yourselves, Mm. lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, and cares of this life. Mm. And I thought about it and I was like, cares of this life. I mean, I went to like Matthew where he's talking about what you're going to wear and Mm -hmm. what you're going to do and how much you'll have. Right. And I think that's, those are the distractions, those practical things that we tend to focus on. And dissipation is kind of this lack of concentration or this lack of focus. And so it was like, watch yourselves. It was this warning. And then verse 36, it says, but stay awake. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I just started thinking like, okay, if, if Jesus is coming back, which we know he will, do we know if it's 2024? No, we don't. No, we don't. Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. So, so when we think about just the ways that we're living, right? And I love how you mentioned the word comfort. Because if we want to be comfortable, 
typically we use our resources to create comfort. Yes. Right. We're saying no to things maybe we want, we should be stepping into. We might be saying yes to things and, and maybe having just some mindless spending, you know, instead of really being watchful and intentional guys, having money and spending money is not the problem. Spending money mindlessly will eventually cause a distraction from if there was an opportunity for something bigger or something that the Lord's calling you into. And you say, I don't have enough to give. Uh Let's talk about our energy, right? If we're giving our energy to, to fear or to, um, some of these other things that deplete us from being able to give energy to maybe our families, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. to our spouses, to our communities, then that's where I think we're, we're maybe missing that mark a little bit of like, we only have this amount of resources that we've that we've been given. And so as these dissipate, if we're not watchful, we may not have what's left to handle what he's really calling us to this year. And so this staying awake, there is an urgency to it. But I also think um it's just being mindful. Mm. It's being mindful, you know, of of what your capacity is in this season, what you've been given to use. And then I think overall, what kingdom are you building with these things? Mm-hmm. So to be watchful is to be aware of, am I using my resources, even my giftings, my time to build my own kingdom of comfort or to really pour in and invest into the kingdom of God? That's great. And it feels weighty and that feels heavy to say, but we know he's coming. Yeah. And so we get to be like, Let's be watch. Let's stay awake mm-hmm. and let's help each other stay awake. Let's not get too distracted. Yeah. And I love that because we need each other to do that too. Yes. So how do you think, like, what are some practical ways, you know, because I feel like we kind of in January are more open to evaluating how we're spending our time, but then and our money and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, we, we're mindful of our schedules. But then by the time we get to March, April, mm-hmm. and then let's talk about like July. Oh, the we're heat just of like, summer. <laughs> I'm <laughs> out. I'm out. How, what are rhythms we can put in place or practices where we are staying awake? What has worked for you? Um, for sure. January is easy. It's all on our on the forefront of our brain, right? So I think of it in terms of pencil and pen sometimes where at the beginning of the year, uh, for sure in January, but then again, before a school year, I also do it again. Um, But I think about what are those things I want in my calendar and pen? I'm still a paper calendar person. Shout out. So maybe for you, if you're a digital calendar person, you put it in a certain color. But for me, I think of it as these are the things that I want to be anchors, right? And so that is like my time in the morning by myself. That is um, just family time. Maybe it's not every night, but maybe there's two or three nights a week that I'm like, we will have family time to connect. My daughter's a junior. She's going to be launching soon. Like these are the things I hold tightly to. How am I pouring into them in discipleship? That's something that goes in pen. That's our morning routine. And then, um, you know, those are just things that throughout the week I have an opportunity to spend maybe one-on-one time with, with one of the, the kids. (laughs) When you have four, you just keep it rotating. Uh And so I think those are the things I put in pen. And then the other activities, the ancillary um, invitations, even the fun things, those get penciled. Okay. And as they come up, if I'm looking at a week and I think, okay, we have 10 things on this day. Yeah, I've got two things in pen 
where can I erase some of those pencil items? Okay. Yes. And that just helps me think about the things I'm holding tightly to and the things I can let go of a little bit. Yeah. Um, I really do. I sit and I, I create color blocks with my rhythms of the day okay. so that I can see big picture. Okay. Um, but I would also just say, don't be afraid to reassess. Like, mm-hmm. We're January 10th, and I'm already reassessing some things that I wanted to put in place January 1. Right. Okay. I, You know, it's like putting a hole, a nail in the wall to hang up something in your home. It's like, don't be afraid of that hole in the wall. If that's not where it's going to look good, you can move it. Yes. And I think we need freedom. Like, yeah. set those things in place. Come up with your core values. Leave everything else in pencil, but don't be afraid to move it around. Okay. Cool. So have those anchors. Um, I, I don't know. I think... I think also just recognizing not every season looks the same. And so keep those things for that season, reevaluate, and just know it's not going to always look this way. I mean, we know this. January does not look the same as July. That's why you have to do this again. Go through that again. Um, I think accountability, guys, you know, being watchful and mindful, share, share whatever is on your heart, those pin thing, you know, those items in pen, share that with someone. Yeah. If it's a spouse, if it's a girlfriend, if it's someone in your, you know, kids school, whoever that you're like, that's a safe person. I want you to keep me accountable to this. Um, I just don't think we're meant to be watchful and mindful on our own. Yeah, I agree. Well, and it might be a good idea, you know, for us, like for me that I have a digital calendar and I'm listening to what you're saying and thinking about, you know, there are things that I have blocked in, but I think it would be smart for me to go ahead and now go ahead and put on the calendar a day in May where I'm like, okay, let's, let's evaluate what are our summer goals going to be and how we're going to do summer. And then if there's a day in, you know, at the end of July or early August where, okay, now let me sit down and evaluate how we're going to do this school year. But I go ahead and just put it on my calendar now Mm -hmm. so that when that comes up, Mm -hmm. then I go, oh, that's right. I wanted to do that. Let me find some time, you know, either myself or with my husband or with a friend where I'm thinking those things through. Yeah. The other thing too, guys, I say this all the time. We want all the things. We want all the good things. We want to produce all the, you know, good fruit in our lives. There is something to be said about focusing on one main thing in each season. Yeah. And so maybe for this, I call it semester because we're in that school mindset with Uh our kids for this semester before summer, what is like one area you want to focus on? Love that. What's one change you want to make? Yeah. Just one. Yeah. And, and usually you identify that by saying, what's one obstacle keeping you yeah. from those values we talked about at the very beginning? Yeah. And so choose that one thing, that one focus, and focus on that. Be watchful for that. You yes. cannot be watchful for 125 million things. Yeah. I don't know why I came up with that number, but 125 oh, million so, feels real. That's you know? how it feels, yeah. yeah. And so then you get to the summer and that one thing you're focused on is not necessarily that one thing from that sem- semester before. Yeah. And so just think of one. It doesn't that. need to be more than that. Yeah. And when we're watchful for that one, you'll be amazed how it just becomes almost muscle memory, even uh-huh. mentally, that it, you're mindful of it. Yeah, that's great. I love it. You know, this morning, um, it's so funny that we're talking about all this today because I woke up just heavy mm. with like those concerns that you were talking about. Just those things that you're like looking ahead going like, oh, really? This year I have to do that? And so I just sat down with the Lord. I wrote them all down in my journal and then I just prayed over them and I thought, 
so many times before I've just tried to push through. Sure. But when you stop and get before the Lord and just say, I am jealous or I am bitter or I am frustrated that I have to pay for this or I'm frustrated that this person's health is not the way it should be. Mm-hmm. It's not that God's going to fix it that day, but it gives me the opportunity to just let go of it for a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm human. I'm going to pick it back up again. Yeah. But for that moment, I got to sit before the Lord and say, I don't know how you're going to fix this, but here's what, what I'm thinking of in my head right now. Mm-hmm. And when I got it out of my mind, I was able to kind of stand back up again and take the day. Mm-hmm. So moms, if you feel like that this January where you're just like, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything. I don't have a word. I don't have a plan. It's chaos. I honestly, some of you have already been to the ER with your children. I've seen this on (laughs) social media. You're like, we're not even five days in. Yeah. You know what? Just sit down before the Lord and just tell him all those things and then stand back up again and take on the day Mm -hmm. and know that you're doing it with the Savior by your side. Because I do think when I look ahead at the year and we've got some really exciting things happening this year, it still feels like, oh my gosh, yeah, how Mm -hmm. are we going to get through it? And I think what you've said today about core values, principles, pick one thing, reevaluate, that's doable. Yeah, it doable. is. We can do that. And you can do that, Mama. And all throughout this year, just know that here at the Gather Moms podcast and on our social, we're here to help you bring some things to the forefront or to help you take a moment to stop and pray or let go of something. Just like what Shauna talked about with community and accountability. We want to help you. We can't be your best friend next to you at the coffee table, but we can be a voice in your uh, eyes and mind and ears saying, we love you. We're cheering you on. And 2024 is going to be awesome. It is. It is. And Jesus is coming back. So let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Hey, Shauna, you have so much wisdom and we want to connect our moms to, you know, all of your tips and to your resources and stuff. How can they do that? Yeah, well, I have created the download. So if that's helpful and you want to hear more or learn more about those tips and tricks for the year, you can download that. Um, Also, ShaunaSullivan.com. I post some blogs and some resources, free resources, especially for mamas, because that is the season I'm in there with you. I feel all the things right alongside of you. So it's just things that have helped me. And, um, you know, on the social side, Instagram, whatever, I'm there. So I'd love to connect with anyone there. Love it. And we'll link all of that in our show notes. So it's easy for mamas to get those resources. Thank you for starting our year off and just giving us some great insight and being real and honest and reminding us that we really are all in this same, not the same season of motherhood, but the same season of struggle, Mm -hmm. just wanting the very best for our kids and ourselves. And so we just appreciate so much all you shared today. Thank you so much. Thanks, friends.